Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. I'm back, baby. You sound good. I'm like a I'm like a phoenix rising from Arizona. <laughs> yeah, see this energy in my voice, baby. Uh, yeah, you're a regular coyote. Yeah. <laughs> Some might argue you're more of a diamondback, but at least they're not calling you a cardinal. Yeah, I'm, I'm something. Jesus, ridiculous. <laughs> and with that said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Geeks Worldwide Radio and the Dork Shared Universe proudly presents to you the greatest, and I mean the greatest, podcasting team in the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fryer. I'm the Sick Boy, Dr. Joe. Together, we are the TLDR Comic Book Club, baby. How's it going, Nicholas? I am doing very well. Hell of an intro. I swear to God, it gets better and better every episode. Um, and I'll tell you what, speaking of getting better and better, we are always working on stuff beside behind the scenes for you guys. So make sure that you subscribe to the show on our audio channels because you never know when you're going to get the next Friarside chat. We try to give you notice when we can, but sometimes they just pop up on us. I don't know where, so make sure you subscribe to whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Geeks Worldwide Radio, SoundCloud, Amazon Podcasting. I think Amazon Music are like two different things, but we're available on both. Anyways, subscribe there. Leave a five-star rating and review or the highest rating and review that you can leave on those platforms. Uh, otherwise, Joe's going to hunt you down. He's going to show you how to back, uh, crack backs the wrong way. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, Joe, we got uh, – it's award season. So it's it's finally our t- that time one of our favorite episodes of the year where we get to talk about all the books uh, that we absolutely love this year some of the creators that absolutely kicked ass but first Joe we I talked about this I don't know if we talked about it on air or off air I I, I I swear to God this happens to me all the time I can't tell um, about how many books you are reading this year now you you started keeping track when uh, last year around March of last year. Okay, but you but oh so you've been up to you're like you are up to date from like January first to now like you have everything logged yeah mm-hmm. okay I nice. mean give or take a book or here or there but yeah from and then God knows I mean this behemoth like 20th century boys here is oh jeez right yeah this is uh, I I don't even know how to properly count this the uh, the first volume but it's you know uh 400 something pages I'm right. I'm right there with you with with monster so. yeah I mean, this is these are things are huge which by the way we do have something fun planned for uh pretty early in the year with some manga stuff to maybe get back on the manga train so that's that's a little ways away though but make sure you, you're following us on twitter and instagram for when t- twitter collapses at tldr underscore pod um but yeah so I, when we convened actually I'm, actually with trades joe how yeah. do you count those there's six issues in a trade. I count six like, issues. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Awesome. I was because uh, if you didn't, I'd be like, you're you're freaking crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so taking a look back, so at 2021, um, ballpark, you know, according to the app, uh, the counter app that I use, I read 947 comics, and out of those 947, uh, 265 were Image, 156 were DC, 133 were Marvel. 93 were boom and 81 uh was awa i'll tell you what okay that all around is impressive 81 from awa like in terms of like amount of books put out you 
I mean, if you're not the biggest AWA fan on the planet, I, I read I read a significant amount of their collection uh, <laughs> last year, and you know, so you'll see there's a bit of a you know bit of a contrast. So this year, um, as of today, I've read 736 comics. I know you set the over under for the year at 750, which I still have some days left. I really yeah. hope you're right up against it, man. That just shows that I am the I'm an elite odds maker. It's almost like I do some <laughs> of that kind of stuff for a living. I will make sure that I read 751. Perfect. Right. Hey, that's to, great just, for me. Just the house smash. always wins. The house always wins. So out of those 736 so far, not counting the fucking manga brick that I read, mm. um, 252 are image. So about on par. About on par. Um DC and Marvel flipped uh, this year. I read 129 uh, Marvel books versus 114 DC books. And I attribute that solely to um, us getting Marvel review copies and thus me reading more. So, you know, cause I wasn't, I, I read a lot of books that I normally wouldn't read because I would have had to have bought them. Mm. Um, boom. I read 67 mm. versus 93. And I think, I think what we see here with some of these smaller publishers, there was a hell of a year with printing. And I just oh, think we great. saw a lot less across the board from some of these, you know, indie books being published because there were weeks where like, man, Boom really doesn't have anything coming up. Yeah, this week, Boom's right? the one that had. Whereas that in 2021, like they were pretty consistent, six, seven, eight books a week, right? So yeah. Um, and then AWA, I think that's strictly again they didn't produce as much this year as they did the year before, but there was far less catching up I had to do on old books. Yeah, uh, you know, true. this year, you know, so. Um, and then I read 34 Dark Horse books, uh, 21 Vault books. So, you know, the indie books got 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 a decent amount of love, but Image, I mean, they really they really smash it. So um, they, they absolutely crush it. And you know, as you're now two years into this, I know a friend of the show, Freddie, uh, does this as well. He's the one that got you on it, right? If I'm yeah. not mistaken, mm -hmm. I might have to jump in on this because I'm I'm curious. I mean, I know Image is what I read the most. And actually, you know what you didn't count in here, Joe? You read TKO, didn't you? You're at least one TKO book. Oh yeah, I I just didn't put him on this list. Right? Oh okay, got you. This okay. is just out of that. Those not Matt. You can't do fucking math, can you? Those numbers don't add up to seven thirty six. I yes, only put you know. <laughs> I am more of a writer, but uh, that, that people is people point. don't want to hear me list off every single publisher I read books from. Very true. Bunch Very of true. ones here, twos here, five. But I'll tell you what: if you're doing AWA, that's and you're like and you're doing 50 books in a year from them if you like if none of those are back issues from from 2021 or before then you're probably again you're probably reading all the awa issues that came i out. would say i read just about everything they put out this year mm. just about everything they put that's, out this year that's and i still and i still haven't finished absolution i still have an, uh, two issues left of new think um so yeah, there's still a couple of things I still need to. to but anyways, people people want to know, they want to uh, know what we're reading, not how much we're reading. Nicholas. Yes, well now that I've had the catching up tab on the screen the entire time for those watching <laughs> us on Doc's Twitch feed, uh, Twitter, or YouTube, uh, let's get actually get to catching up. Uh, what have you been reading, Joe, since we last intervened? Uh, so I've still been sick as shit, so and hmm. dealing with headaches. So I haven't read a ton, but I caught up uh, on X Men. Um, and west of sundown issue seven we'll talk about that came out i won't it comes out this week um uh, but i i needed to read the last issue so i read that and that's just a that's just a really good gritty western horror um series i saw the cover for issue seven because that's out this week i believe and yeah. uh, it looks pretty damn awesome as yeah. for me caught up on daredevil red issue six outstanding stuff uh the end of that was great yeah. uh 
I also read a couple of trades too over the weekend. Nemesis Volume One, which you have not read yet, so I will talk about that on the show because we're gonna get uh, more from Mark Millar and Jorge Jimenez is going to be on the second volume. Oh, nice! So very excited for that. And then also finally read the second issue of Reckless, the second volume of Reckless that came out this year. Follow me down. That's the fifth installment, the 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 latest installment. Um, might talk about that more later on when we get to the award stuff. So I'm just going to save any thoughts I have until then, Joe. So let's dive in to what's new and take us through Marvel. Marvel, H fucking Christ! They, oh if, my God! I feel like they put out like three weeks worth of books. Uh, when I saw the folder, when like I got an email to me and I was uploading it and everything, and I was like, "Holy shit! Yeah. This is a lot." So uh, this 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 might take everything else I have left. Do you uh, want to? You can cut some out if you want. I mean, nah, no, 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 no. This is this is we do this for the people, Nicholas. Yeah, as then much you, as we then you cut stuff from, out without telling me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you know that's you know I, I don't want to tell you how the sausage is made. Mm. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man issue sixteen, Moon Knight issue eighteen, Venom issue fourteen, uh, New Mutants issue thirty-three, She-Hulk issue nine, Carnage issue eight. Midnight Suns issue four, Dark Web X Men issue two, X Terminators, Dominic Town issue four, uh, Deadly Neighborhood Spider Man issue three, Star Wars Doctor Afro issue twenty seven, uh, Captain America the Symbol of Truth issue eight, Han and Chewie or Han Solo and Chewbacca uh, issue eight, uh, Star Wars Yoda issue two, Star Wars The High Republic issue three, Timeless issue one. Thunderbolts issue five. Uh, this book I, I haven't read yet, but I uh, I'm looking. I actually want to give this one a peek. Star Wars: The High Republic, The Blade issue one. Uh, Strange. You called Cat- dibs on that one, yeah? Did I call dibs on that? You, you did. Yep. Oh sweet! All right, now I guess I have to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strange Academy Finals issue three. Doctor Strange: Fall Sunrise issue two. Extreme X Men issue two. Shang-Chi in the Ten Rings, issue six, which I believe is the final issue of this particular arc. Oh. Uh, Murder World, uh, Spider-Man, issue one. All Out Avengers, issue four. Miracle Man, the Silver Age, issue three. Um, uh, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Double Trouble, issue two. And uh, that may be the most books that have come out in a single week since we've started doing this show, Nicholas. Well, I may one-up you right here because looking at this DC list... It's still like 10 books short of what Marvel did. All right, I don't want to waste any time here, though. Action Comics 1050, Harley Quinn 25, Tim Drake Robin issue 4, Punchline, the Gotham game issue 3, Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead issue 4, Batman, Gotham Knights, Gilded City 3, uh, Blue Beetle Graduation Day 2, Tales from Earth 6, A Celebration of Stan Lee, Issue 1, John Stewart, The Emerald Knight, Issue 1, Wonder Woman Historia, The Amazons, Issue 3, Young Justice Targets, Issue 6, DC Mech, Issue 6, Sandman Universe, The Deadly Boy Detective, Issue 1, Batman, The Audio Adventures, Issue 4, Detective Comics 1067, which, of course, Doc is reading. Batman Beyond the White Knight, issue 7, the finale. Uh, it's, John, not. it's not. It's not. One more issue. Another freaking issue? It's another freaking issue. Holy shit. I thought it was the last issue, and then it says to be concluded. or Maybe they were all eight issues. To be continued. 
Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was the last issue myself, but it's well, like... just as well. Cause I didn't read that. So neither of us are talking about that one today, but we do have a couple of finales that you and I want to talk about, but why don't you tell me a little bit more about Riddler year one issue two. So Riddler year one uh, issue two, this is, I believe it's only three issues. This series It is excellent. It is excellent. You know, you were talking about before we went on, like we're going to be dipping our toes into the awards soon. And I think one of the things you talked about was uh, maybe best miniseries. Um, yeah. And I thought, oh, yeah, we, we can like maybe talk about this off the dome and maybe we just sort of give an award off the dome. I think if I were to give one, it's just recency bias because I legit just read this issue today. It's fantastic. Well, I mean, if it's only three issues, the first two have been really good. I mean, excellent, excellent. It's just written by Paul Dano um, and. I thought he did an excellent job. Like I said this last time when I talked about the first issue, like he did an excellent job as the actor, but it, he's doing, I think just as good a job as the writer. You know, we, we never know how actors turned comic book writers uh, are going to do. And it's really hit or miss. And a lot of times you see them, uh, you know, with paired up with Cullen Bunn, as was the case with, you know, CM Puck or, um, um, uh, Matt Kent and Keanu Reeves, right? But I, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure Paul Dano was flat out writing this himself. Yep. And he understands that character as well as anybody can, you know, when they when they truly sort of, you know, take on that role. And it's an excellent er- series. You under you, 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 the the way he just sort of understands the psyche of the character and the darkness. Uh, that's within him and we see like this is like I just this is like a perfect origin story for what we get in the Batman like this this would have been absolutely tremendous had we gotten this as a lead-in to the movie I think Mm. it would have elevated the movie a little bit more but having seen the movie first having a basic understanding of the character because He's a big part of it, but there's still a lot that's unknown, and and, and sort of getting all yeah. this sort of backstory. It's it's been far better, far better than I ever would have imagined. It is excellent. I, I think they actually, you know, normally I would agree, like, hey, let's have this be in, let's have this beforehand. I mean, I think it's just what the the, the industry is starting to get utilized for more and more across, you know, indies and the big two. But I think in this case, it, it served it better to not have it done. Yeah, before I, because yeah, yeah, I think you're right, but yeah, because there was just we like I thought Paul Dano was going to kick ass because Paul Dano is just a great actor. Yeah, but I just you know now people saw how awesome he was and now they can go and check out more of the comic. Um, also just want to point out that Joe was right. There is no other writer on the series, just Paul Dano. Who's uh, the, the artist? Art, the artist is Steven Subic. Subic. Oh Subic. my God. Tremendous. Tremendous. He, the way he drew, I mean, he looks just like Paul Dano. Like huh. it, it's, it's perfect. That's it's funny. absolutely perfect. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Who's the I, colorist too? Can you have that up there? Real quick? Uh, the, uh, actually it's, it's all Subic. Yeah, he nails it. Nails yeah. it. It's perfect. This is yeah. this is an excellent book. I didn't realize that it was he was oh that's see now it's funny because when you didn't bring up him originally, I was like, this is like this artist is like it, it, the whole thing when this first got announced was this the artist didn't get mentioned, it was just Paul Dano. And I get yeah. it. Paul Dano's the, the greater appeal because everybody knows who Paul Dano is who doesn't read comics necessarily. So that's like a larger pull. I understand that, but like not this guy's not just the, the line artist. 
He's not just the penciler. He's not just the inker. He's, he's, he's also doing the colors. And like, I can tell you for a fact that takes a ton more work, ton more time to do that. So it's mind blowing. And he's every good as Dano is like, Mm. it's just perfect. Everything about it. It's like I said, I think I I said this when I first went issue one, like you can, you can feel the mental illness just by looking at it. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait to read this. So are you going to talk about it on the show? It's three issues. Go ahead and read it. It's hard okay. to, you know what I mean? Like, it, okay. there's got to be certain wait questions. like five months, you know, on it. That's cool. Well, it's not my fault. It, it took five months between issues to come out. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Nice guy. Anyways. Uh, all right. So I know you have a finale that you want to talk about, but I'm going to talk about my next uh, DC versus vampires issue 12. It, okay. So the, the big thing for me in all this is the ending. Because you have this, uh, look, we can't talk spoilers, right? We don't want to talk spoilers. The ending, though, I don't think anybody's going to see coming. I think I'm just—I think that's the best way to put it. Um, I think that's the only way I can really put it. It, it. I was blown away. I'm still blown away by it. I would love to talk, like, when everybody reads it. I know our guy Shime's been reading it. I would love to talk spoilers when people have read it. Um, but it's like, you, you're just, there's no way in hell... You're going to see it coming. And I'm like, I am very like, I'm shook by it. I just like, I, I, I can't go. I cannot go farther than that in terms of the detail. Um, you have a mix of artists on this, this issue as well. Now, James Tynan and Matt Rosenberg have been writing this series. Otto Schmidt has been, I feel like the only artist on the series, at least the primary artist, but uh, Francesco Mortarino and um, per Luigi Casalino, um, all still provide a similar vibe throughout the course to, to Otto Schmidt. There are definitely differences. You see some jumps, but it's very subtle in all of it. Some crazy action. Love the characters that are that are in the mix that have survived up to this point. Um, and again, like it's to me, like it, it's a great ride with everything that you got with 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 Batgirl, with Green Arrow, with Nightwing, Grifter, um, Harley Quinn, Robin. All, like those are like uh, Supergirl um, has been you know a, a big part in all this too, and then um, oh my god the Wonder one of the, the 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 female Wonder Twins I don't I don't care for the Wonder Twins but she's been great too so all of it Constantine like I don't know if I said them already but like they they've all been great um, all involved in in this final issue and man like again the ending is just really puts me in a spot where I can't talk about it <laughs> in the specifics but awesome, awesome stuff. I, I love when that happens. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then for those yeah. who haven't read, haven't been reading it, I already talked about it on the show. Uh, I think ahead of issue eleven or after issue eleven, so you can go and back and listen to that as well. And if you want to get some more details before picking up, um, some of the trades are already out. But if you want to before you pick up the finale and stuff too. Oh, that, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. Apologize, Jesus Christ. Okay, old man uh, syndrome kicking in. Yep. Uh, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you say, Joe. Right. Uh, but the last book I want to talk about is this is I mean, we do want to talk about a roller coaster, but mm-hmm. Nice House on the Lake, uh, issue 12. What I thought was going to be the finale. And it is for this arc. This two-year-long story arc. Um, getting to the end of it, you know, it's his end of book or whatever. You know, uh, it's you know, letting you know there's more nice house on the lake coming, and the way that get out, and the way that it ends, 
uh yeah it's it, it's it's not over so i was stunned by that i was absolutely stunned because i was like okay this is 12 issues it's taken a long time for him to because we really do feel like he's put a lot into this and he and, and he's wanted to give it its time and so you know we he's had the six month break here and then the last several issues haven't come out monthly they've been a little bit longer you know so i was stunned um with with that development um it was a really good book and it was a you know like i said like going back rereading this reading it issue one through 12 straight through when the when the when the trade comes out i will have a much greater appreciation for it uh, one thing I will say is that there was a point in this last issue where I thought Tynan was going to take the story in a direction because thinking that this is the last book, right? And um, when there's the, something happens and I go, oh, my God. If Tynan goes down this road, I think he's going to go down to, to to end this book and to end this series. It will be fucking genius. It'll, it'll like you want to talk about like holy fuck it didn't it what i thought was going to happen didn't come to happen it went down a completely different you know uh avenue uh which i still thought was was really good um but it sets up like where i was thinking it was going it would have a complete finite that's it donezo you know um way about it this way no it leaves the door open there's 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 more there's more coming so i know i've bitched about this book but that's mostly because of just my frustration with i want my money and i want it now and mm, not having yeah. not having the patience that i should have sure. had you know with this book so um, you shouldn't have had i mean it was a long i mean it was a long time right i'm not you know don't beat yourself up too much uh, no just a little bit leave room Uh, for me to do it (laughs) so i will say it was excellent i didn't see that coming i really didn't now i have no idea uh when this book will will be returning you know if it's going to be a few months from now a year from now whenever but uh the, the groundwork has been laid for for more to come yeah Wow, I um, did not expect that, um, man. I because I, I like you know we we're talking before the show and you're asking me like is that a book you're planning on reading? I was like, yeah. I mean, you were, you liked it. I mean, your frustrations were primarily with the pauses. Now, all right. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not. You're not saying it's bad. Like we're no, the it's just no, yeah. no. It was it was you know all intents and purposes. It was excellent. I there was some lulls in there for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and again, this is a book that is more novelish, you know, than it is comic booky. Mm-hmm. Right. But the story's great. The art, um, um, uh, Alvaro, uh, Alvaro, uh, Martinez Bueno. I probably said yep. his name wildly wrong. Uh, and I apologize. Um, is, is beautiful and fantastic. And it's definitely got horror elements into it. It's mystery, all that. But it, again, this is something that just lends itself. It's it, it, You feel like you're, again, immersed in a novel versus just reading a comic book series. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I still think I'm going to give it a look, but it's, it, you that, should, that is, you should, that was not a development. That Cause I you'll have heard. the benefit of just being able to read it straight through without having to pause. Speaking of, of un- unexpected developments. Let's get to image because there's one book from this week that I want that we need to talk about. Uh, so we have King Spawn 18 image issue nine lovesick issue three 
plush number two, flawed number four, which I enjoyed very much. Uh, 20th Century Men issue five, and then um, the book of the week. Um, yeah, uh, Rodney Barnes is a uh, friend of the show, Rodney Barnes, Philadelphia issue 26. Uh-huh. What? Yeah, are you I mean, kidding me? I mean, he was setting up for it throughout the duration of the, the issue, but I still was like, no way, no fucking way. Yeah. And then we get it, and it's like, what the fuck? I I I thought I thought someone else was getting the axe. And uh just man. Yeah. Just when we like there was something about the last this arc, the last six, eight issues, like this has always been a series that we've always talked about. It's always been in the running for our, you know, book of the year, you know, and I feel like Jason saw and Alexander's art has just been getting better and better and better and better. Right. And so what we've gotten over the last several issues, what we've gotten with this issue in particular is just like high octane, knock your socks off. Um, perfection, horror, perfection. Yeah. And uh, this, I just, I just, you know, I say this all the time, but like I legit had to pick my jaw up off the floor after reading this issue. Uh, Yeah. Because even though the seeds were being planted, you knew something was going to happen, but the way in which it happens and those, those last several pages, the art Alexander's art on those last several pages, those last several panels, Mm. again, just beautiful viciousness. Yeah. Uh, and he's been on layouts and inks, I think, for the last couple issues. And then Herman. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, sorry. Has my taken bad. Over. No, you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Has taken over. Um, a very like a very seamless transition. Yeah. Like, they, they have very similar art styles. And it's 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 been great. So like Herman's going to be on the series. For well, that that tells you how good his art is, because I completely had, a you know, yeah, I'm looking at this and, and I, I'm not seeing much of a difference there. It's nope. that's how great it's been. Yeah, I, I agree. And and now, I, I so people who've read this show for a while and heard us talk about Philadelphia, you could probably you might be able to read some of the tea leaves here. Um, but obviously, without giving things away, there's a character who I've been very excited about for quite some time, and that that is I, I'm like very much satisfied with what that character it has been doing. Um, I'll leave it at that. And when I saw the way this book ended, I instantly thought of Joe right away. <laughs> and again, I will leave it at that. You can probably, if you, some of you may be able to figure it out, but um, I hope you don't and, and go and read it. My God, was this thing friggin' good. It, it's, yeah. I, I, it's it, you know, where we got the, was the fourth arc that we got earlier in the year. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And then this second arc, has been, I mean, the fifth arc, excuse me, the second arc of the year has picked up where it's left off. We got the war going on, and they are the, the, this creative team is delivering on a new level, and they were already delivering at a very high level before that. Yeah, so, this is this is as good as the series has been. Period. Yeah, yeah, it's it's outstanding. Philadelphia is, is must read stuff. I mean, we've been saying that for a long time. Joe talked about it at length. If you've never read Philadelphia, go listen to Joe's conversation about it. From a while back, that was one of the like, first ten 
episodes of the show, Joe? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So go go check that out. Go read this. There's a there's I think the fourth volume is is in stores now too. So go you go. Don't just pick up one. Pick up all four. Yeah. Fourth volume is out. We're two issues into the fifth act so far. Go pick up all four. You're gonna read them all. It's no. it's so good. Um, all right, and, and actually check out our conversations with Rodney Barnes that we've had in the past. We may have him, we'll have him on again at some point down the yeah. line. Um, but let's move over to Boom because there is one book from there I want to talk about. So we got we only find them with their dead issue fifteen, which I believe is the finale for that series. But you fell off on this one, right? Yeah, I, I never got past the first arc. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Once upon a time at the end of the world issue two. Damn them all. Issue three, which had whew, so that the ending was visually it was something. Uh, Book of Slaughter, issue one. Are you reading this? I read it. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm far more intrigued with this than I am with um, the House of Slaughter. Um, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more uh, meat on it. Obviously, it had a bit more Erica. You know, at who who I uh, that character I love so. Uh, good start so far. Nice. Okay. Good. Um, let's see. So for me, the the so Philadelphia was the book of the week, but then right next to it was, oh, I gotta read this. was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TMNT Volume Two, Issue One by Ryan Parrott and Dan Moore. Ryan Parrott, of course, friend of the show. Dan Moore was not the artist on this. The first uh, volume of this, I didn't realize that. Um, similar stylings, but, um, reg- regardless, awesome, awesome stuff. And to me, like you just, it's a lot about the dynamic of TMNT and, and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers just hanging out, spending time together, which is really cool. Really enjoy that. Um, seeing, you know, how, how things have developed since the first arc. The biggest thing though, coming out of this is, I just think like when you look at the first arc, like it's a great story. I highly recommend you guys picking it up. I didn't talk about it in the gift guide, but definitely something worth picking up, especially for younger readers too, who maybe just getting to know TMNT, maybe know a little bit about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But the other thing that came out of it was the action figures. And TMNT and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers has been a huge thing for those franchises in general. I personally bought the mashup of Shredder in the Green Ranger. Friggin' awesome. Absolutely love it. There's a ton of other stuff too. First issue, Joe, instantly. I'm like, they already got their, their number one action figure right away. We get it. And I I don't want to say more than that because um, it's spoiling things a little bit. But it was, for, from a story standpoint, too, very intriguing, very excited for it. I, I think that, you know, this is exactly what it's supposed to be. And I don't, I haven't talked about it on the show because we usually talk about things with like far greater depth. This is kind of like an event. Like we don't do events a whole lot on here. Um, We've learned from our experiences, but like, this is, this is fun. This is like, we talk about like popcorn movies. This is, this is what it is. It's action. Um, it's got some, you know, some goofiness in it, some like interesting stakes and some cool mashups. And that's exactly what this is. Ryan does a great job with it. Um, I, I gotta imagine this is the second volume and they're probably going to do more of them and having Dan Mora as the artist on this too. It's like, I mean, what more do I need to say? So that's probably what's going to help get me over the 750 because I've been thinking about going looking for the first volume of this reading nice. it and because I want to read this book but I didn't want to read the first issue of volume two and sure not having I although I probably could I don't want to I want to read the first volume first so yeah um yeah it just looks fun as hell yeah you'd probably be like a little confused if you didn't read the first volume of this and then like picked it up because they just where like have them having the relationship because they're not from the same world at all right but 
other than that, like, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe yeah, just read the first volume. It's, it's a yeah. fun time. Um, but yeah, so that's it from Boom this week. Dark Horse, we got Frankenstein, New World, Issue 4, and the finale of The Roadie, the fourth issue of that. I will be talking about that on the show at some point down the line. Vault, we got West of Sundown, Issue 7, which Joe is reading, as well as Door to Door, Night by Night, Issue 2. Comicsology, Duck and Cover, Issue 1, which is Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque. That is a doc book, right? I guess. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I can't find where I had this shit written down. So okay. uh, I'll read it. I downloaded it. Um, at least yeah, I think I did. No, it, is, it definitely is because there was eight. It, okay, here we go. Eight Scott Tober books. And that it absolutely is yours because I have Canary, Dudley Datsun, Book of Book of Evil, and we have okay. Demons. Perfect. Okay. So I will, I will be reading that. Um, but then lastly, uh, from AWA, uh, mm-hmm. we have two... Uh, <laughs> pun intended here killer books uh we have uh year zero volume zero um issue three uh that's being written by um daniel kraus uh excellent 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 he he, he's he's doing you know benjamin percy wrote the first two volumes and uh he's he's doing the series justice uh so this has been excellent um and then the finale uh nicholas sacrament issue Mm -hmm. five fucking tremendous I'm going to say that again. Fucking tremendous. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is the, one of those books you read the first issue and you go, yep, it has it. I don't even need to wait for the end for it to sink its teeth into me. I, it already has. I, I had it within the first few pages. I think it's um, Peter Milligan uh, and the artist is uh, Marcelo Frusen. Like it's it's such a great team, and this mm-hmm. series throughout has just been like, it's added those sci-fi, horror, religious, you know, suspense, you know, themes perfectly. Of all, they've all been woven together perfectly, mm-hmm. and this was such a satisfying ending. Um, it was a, a pretty powerful ending, and, yes. and 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 I love. I love flawed characters. I talk about that time and time again because you you get to see them, you know, like just just the the you know the the journey that they take, and you you know, and 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 Father Vaz has been he wasn't a you know a great character in terms he used of to like be a piece of shit, right? Exactly. When I say he's not a great character, I don't mean like oh, I just he's not written. No, he is like like from just you yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Long. Like what I'm trying to say, like no, he's like a, he's like he's, a, he's, seriously, he's a piece he's, of shit. He's got his demons, right? And yeah. and, and we and but Apparently. there's still a lot we didn't know about him. Uh, and then like this issue just really ties everything together, right? And the art was great. Um, like everything just came together beautifully in the end. This is uh, this is up for book of the year mm-hmm. from me, and I can't wait when we get to that category. Um, you know, talk about the books that I've chosen, uh, you know, for that. But I, I've loved this book from the first page. Uh, it's must read. Um, I knew when I read it, I go, Yeah, this is a Nick book. Yeah. And I really yeah. appreciate you not uh, calling dibs on this one because, <laughs> you know, usually with AWA, you get, you usually look, usually look at them first, um, before I do. And, um, I think, like, you know, when you were talking about the sci fi and religiousness and, like when you talk like with, with religious, like we kind of get more into mystic-y type stuff, generally speaking, or the, in horror, but they're still like mystic-y with that. At the same time, like I feel like 
we're talking about mystic religious stuff. They're they're like in sci-fi, they're cousins. Like they're not they're not the same thing, and they're definitely not easy things to mash together. But they absolutely did that with Sacrament, and I was kind of blown away by how they were able to do that. And on top of it all, too, you know, where you say like this book had it, and where it was like it was a Nick book. To me, I, I imagine this is what you meant when you say a Nick book, like the aura of this book. Like yes, the theme of religion being involved in, it, but like the dark dinginess of religion and that like and how it can some you know sometimes that can be badass stuff sometimes that can be like oh this is a little fucked up and yeah. and that this book absolutely has that from start to finish you know there's a self-loathing throughout all of it too and with catholicism that's definitely that's a big thing oh so and like the, and, and and the conflict yeah right? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 inner turmoil the inner conflict that you know that you know the main character father voss is dealing with throughout this entire oh. series it was great because it added it added such a great dynamic not just to his character but to the story and what yeah. the story needed to come to its conclusion yeah and ray's was great too she mm-hmm. was she was awesome too um yeah, and, uh, badass and her her growth is is was outstanding um so yeah i, I absolutely must read so the collect edition is going to be out soon once we'll let you guys know when that's out um but pick that up like it's 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 been it's been awesome yes i agree it's up it's definitely up for book of the year i know hashtag dork obviously we gave them their list but sacrament was in that conversation um and it, it absolutely deserves to be there and, and like uh, you know I, I we've talked about it so much. I don't know if you can have it in our underrated book of the year conversation, but it was definitely a surprise one for us. Cause there are some that just with AWA that, you know, we know the, the creators involved, like if John Lee's is involved now, or obviously Benjamin Percy and, and Krista Faust, like some of these other pieces, people, it's like, okay, we know them. We've, we've read their stuff before at AWA. We know what to, what we're getting into, you know, Peter Milligan is a familiar name, but like, didn't, well, like, I believe he wrote America. American. I think he, he wrote American Ronan from AWA, uh, which was excellent right okay. so he's done some stuff there you, go. you know like you've talked about on the show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i knew i knew this was going to be a, a goodie from okay. the get-go so well there you go i stand corrected on that hashtag credit to me right. yeah uh, well all right then um okay mac anyways uh let's <laughs> is it time is it, is it time for the awards so before we jump into the awards nicholas okay let's let's just take a quick Let's just you know do a little reflection of the year that was right twenty twenty two because it was a very unique year for us. We didn't talk a lot of new books to each other this year, yeah. right? We had this was the year of the Friarside chat, which I am always extremely grateful for. Uh, that we reach out to creators, artists, uh, writers. You know, heads of studios, yep, and they're willing to talk to us, and not just willing to talk to us, and 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 you know, give us you know part of their you know share part of their day with us, but also a lot of them come back, and I have a lot of fun with that. That means a lot, and uh, something I never thought I would do, uh, that we would do um, when we started the show. So we had a lot of chats, a lot of great chats this year, and you know, it's. There was there was a lot of really good books. This was an excellent year for books, Nicholas. Oh my god, so many good books. I mean, yeah. look for me when we're talking about like book of the year, or we're talking about like the the definitive awards. Sure, is there certain titles that come to like a couple like two three titles that come to mind right away? But when you're talking about overall quality, 
I mean, whether it's stuff that's been ongoing that started before this year or stuff that just popped up out of this year. Yeah, it's it's a- absolutely mind blowing. And, you know, when you talk about the Friarside chats, too, it's like we've gotten to talk to quite a few people who have done some of the impressive work like that came out this year, like some mm-hmm. of the most the best. I mean, when we talk about like the best new titles of the year. Like we talked to a creator from like the two series that I think of first. We had the we had a creator like at least one creator on from the, those series. Yeah, like, it's it's mind blowing, and, and it's so so yeah. I mean, like while this originally started out as more of like a talk show kind of format where we you know do reviews and share our thoughts with each other and whatnot, and this has evolved into a, a, more of a hybrid um, where we mix in both because we obviously do our um, what's new every week, even when we do the interviews. I I, ne- I and as someone who does who you know prior to my by my latest occupation like i did interviews like that was my thing i never expected to do this with comic book creators yeah so I, i'm with you like it, it has been just as mind-blowing and the people we get to talk to it's like it, it's it, it's mind-blowing it, yeah. it, like it's not lost on us that we are fortunate in that regard. not lost on me that we're, we're fortunate in that regard so yeah and yeah. and we, we we talked to so many great great creators this year it was absolutely great people fantastic. too yeah, yeah yeah you know even even chip you know, uh, when yeah, well, I mean, my nuts, you know, yeah, I mean, I wasn't gonna go, <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that far, but um, yeah, yeah. anyways, all right, well, let's, let's without further ado, now the chip fucking came up, uh, <laughs> let's get to uh, hashtag team Stegman, um, let's get to our, our nominees that we have here, our categories that we have here, so I think we. Did we do any revising? Uh, we did some revising with names, but that's really it. We didn't change much from last year, right? Yeah, we kind of we gave one, you know, like oh, we created one. a new award, but we were already kind of doing it anyways. We just sort of made an official thing is yeah. less ambiguous. But uh, I think what we start off with each each year that we do this is we talk about the 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 five books from twenty twenty two you know, that we, that really stood out to us that we recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, there were, like I said, this was a hell of a year for books. Yep. Uh, but there's, there's some books on here that didn't necessarily come out this year, but I read for the first time this year. Um, so books that I discussed on the show that I, that really kind of had a lasting impact with me um, was sync cool. written by John Lees. I mean, that book is just like, it is straight up nightmare fuel, and it is excellent. Um, Sex Criminals. Speaking of Chip Zdarsky, um, I fucking love this series, and I love talking about it. This was, you know, this is one of those books that's like why we read indie books because it's so far yeah. off the beaten path of what we normally, you know, read. Um, and discussing it, and the fun that, that 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 we had that I had reading this book was excellent. Um, Gun Honey. Um, surprise. John Lees, we've had on the show. Chip Zdarsky, we've had on the show. Charles Ardai, the writer of Gun Honey, we've had on this show. I fucking love Gun Honey. That is that you want to talk about a book that was not even on my radar, off the beaten path. I had no clue about it until I was just chatting someone up about it at the comic shop. Um, and mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm, I'm absolutely hooked. The second volume just ended. Um, Excellent, excellent series. Yeah. Um, the Good Asian, which I inadvertently uh, <laughs> stumbled upon. Uh, oh that, yeah, that was that was excellent. Huh. Um, and that Texas Blood. 
That my, Texas blood was so fucking good, Nicholas. My favorite part about the good Asian stuff is not just that you fucked me over, but it's like <laughs> then multiple people somehow like that we that got that are related to the show got in on the fucking joke. Cherish Chen came on the show talking about Radiant Red, awesome yeah. series. You can get that collected edition now. Uh, Massiverse stuff. She's like, oh, it was great, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And then after Keith loves all, it. Uh, that's what I was gonna go next. After that, K- Rich Keith from hashtag Dork texts us, and he's like, you know, not to you know create any, open up any wounds or whatever it was or pour salt in the wound, but you know, the good, read the Good Asian Volume One and it was great. And I'm like, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. I fucking knew that from I knew before it came out that it was great. I called dibs on it. Yeah, fucking bullshit. Yeah. But you know what, Joe? You got the good Asian, and I'm happy for you. I have talked about it on the show on our, I think it was our latest trade, right? We are only traded. No, we had two trades this year. Yeah. But Which our latest trade. Yeah, I talked about it. Um, uh, as for me, for the books that I recommended this year, King of Spies, that was Mark Millar. I, I read that first issue, and I was like, this shit's fucking crack. This is yeah. so good. One of the best first issues that I've ever read. Um, and I will say actually a book that Joe recommended this year that I will talk about in our next category. Also one of the best first issues that I've ever read. Um, Animal Castle. You want to talk about surprise fucking books under the radar. A blaze. <laughs> that's a publisher. I didn't know anything about beforehand. Uh, Xavier Dorson and Felix Dellup. That book is so good. And I, I gave it to my fiance who's read some comics. Um, she's, you know, read, read all of Philadelphia, reading Vanish ongoing, loves that. Animal Castle, favorite series that she's ever read already. Like, no no questions asked. Like, could, like, consumed all five issues. And I'm hoping there's more because there should be. Um, awesome series. Reckless. Oh, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I mean, I don't think I need to say anything more than that. Another Mark Millar book, The Magic Order. Third volume of that is out this year. And I did trade weight on it and I feel bad, but like, cause I don't like doing that, but. Like this thing is so good. It's it's uh, I, I can't I can't wait. I need to read it all at once. If that's how I've been consuming it. And then Sweet Paprika <laughs> by Mirka and Dolfo. And I needed to highlight this one because this was also talked about in the same episode as Sex Criminals. And I needed to bring it up because A, I loved it. What an amazing experience, something totally different from what we normally read. And also, I want all our degenerate fans to fucking know that outside of like our interviews. This is our most popular episode on our show. Like, the, like, so, for, so, in case anybody ever wonders, like, that you all fucking like sweet paprika. If anybody from Image <laughs> or whatever, give us more sweet paprika because apparently that's what the people want. Yeah, um, yeah. America's yeah. got a very, very stylized way about her art too, which you know I'm sure pulls some people in. And that, uh, who we've made contact with, uh, yep. I hope it's not been too long, but we need to get her yeah. on the show next year. Um, yeah, she, that would be tremendous. Yeah. All right. Now let's move into the now controversial <laughs> section of the top five TLDR books of 20, 2022 that our co-hosts suggested from 2022. Just want to yeah. add that. Well, so, <clears throat> okay. I, I, <laughs> okay. 2022. So, uh, <laughs> 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 we didn't have uh, many trades. We had two. And, uh, you know, so trades are, are, are good opportunities for me to um, set aside time to read books that, that Nick has recommended. Nick has recommended a lot of great books. Uh, oh, thank you. I just haven't had t- time to read a lot of them because mm. I've been trying to, you know, you know, so anyways. 
uh reckless you talked about reckless i read reckless that was the last trade that that we did that Mm. that book (sighs) is fucking phenomenal there's not enough wonderful things i could say um about that book um and then you know this past year you talked about we have demons right scott Mm -hmm. snyder greg capullo right even though it came out you know uh, uh digitally you know it Yep. When it came out, you know, um, from Dark Horse this year, you talked about on the show. That's been mm-hmm. ac- excellent. And then Moon Knight. So I did Moon Knight huh. for our first trade this year. So I, this was a book that you recommended prior to 2022, mm-hmm. but I read it in 2022. Mm. And uh, so I'm sticking with it. Okay. So uh, those were the only three books that you've recommended this past year that I've had a chance to read mm-hmm. past year-ish. But um king of spies and animal castle are on the top of my queue uh to read because those i remember when when king of spies came out you called them so i said you got it you know like i understand Uh, like that's a book that i wanted to read but you know uh mm -hmm. haven't had so man and then when and when you talked about it too i'm like i've got to read this fucking book millar's so good i mean you know he might be my number one I mean, him and Brubaker so fucking good. Well, too. I think you've talked Mark, more Mark Ballard books on on this show than anyone else. Uh, and yes, and as I said off the top of the show, I called dibs on another Millar book. So yeah, you might yeah. be right. He's, yeah. he's just so damn good. And those are two for he's those. Lemire, right? Yeah, I think so. And for those yeah. you wondering too, like that is um, th- those are both Animal Castle and King of Spies, both limited series too. So right. very easy ones for you to go through. Now, as for me, I'm with you, Joe. Like we do the trades. So that way it is a time for you and I to go back and read the books that each other has, has recommended because we read a lot of fucking shit. And because of the nature of our show, it's not always great. to It's not ideal to go back and read things that, like, that the other person has talked about because like we have to read stuff week to week and we're trying to read a certain amount of books and talk about them at length and then trying to read trades and other series that are going on. And sometimes we've got to cram stuff beforehand and then we got interviews that pop up. So we got to read that shit. So I'm with you. Like there's definitely like I did not read as many of your books as I would have liked to this year. That said, the way you talked about some of these books really blew my mind. Uh, specifically Peepland, the way you were able to go in depth and break all that down and provide such the detail. It was almost like I could see some of it from Peepland. Uh, like it was, it was that impressive. It felt, it felt that real to me. I was like borderline aroused after talking here. <laughs> I have that effect on people. Yes, you do. Uh, Krista Faust though. We had that, that book also got like, I think it was what, helped lead us getting her on the show um, to talk about hit me, which is a book we'll talk about more later, but that was such a fun conversation and I can't, and I can't wait to read people. And that's, that is Titan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we got May's book. If there's never been a book, I've been like, I've never seen you more. I don't know. You've talked, you've been emotional about some books, but to me, that was one. I feel like you've gotten most emotional about and like, had to stay composed about because I know you got emotional telling Meg about it. And I, I, as much as I haven't read it yet, I cannot wait to read it because I know how impactful that was for you. And honestly, it's going to be more than any of the books that you've recommended me. That's going to be on my mind the entire time while I'm reading May's book. Um, the Good Asian. Obviously, <laughs> I fucking like The Good Asian because I called dibs on The Good Asian. Gun Honey. Great series. Yeah. Love talking to Charles die about it. Second volume has been great. As much as I fell behind on it, um, been outstanding. Two Titan series 
awesome yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. and, but number one for me was uh, John Lee's joint. And uh, we did talk about two John Lee's books, of course, Crimson Cage, and that's what got him on the show. Uh, obviously, he's done Hotel, which was probably my favorite book that you recommended in 2021. Although there was, the ones you brought up in 2021, there's some awesome ones, Joe. Um, I highly recommend everybody going back and listen to that as well. Uh, but that whole annual. But Sync. Oh, I read I so I read the first issue of this. I did need to I needed to sneak this one in before we got to to the show. Holy shit. One of the yeah. best first issues I've ever read, man. Like and the ending, right? Oh my <laughs> god, the ending is fucking nuts. It's just yeah. and it's it's oh, it, it's it's available on Comicsology and I don't think I don't think it's available on Hoopla, but it is so worth it. Buy the buy the hard copy too. I don't care absolutely outstanding um I, to the point where I, I think that the publisher for for sync was is a european publisher obviously john lee's yeah. is from uh, from europe but i i don't know how image or someone like that didn't pick this thing up it's it, i mean that first issue was just fucking awesome man i mean it's so what good. it's what axel read and said yep you're coming to awa that's right yep that's right, right? yeah this that, this book is if you're a horror fan uh, th- that book is uh, a must read, no doubt. You know, you know, and you know, if Rich ever t- uh, talks to us about doing a horror comic series like revised, I, again, I've only read the first issue, but hearing how you've talked about it and based off that first issue, I wouldn't be surprised that snuck in. Yeah, it's it's absolutely tremendous. I, I mean, it's a must read. It's 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 really fucking good. Now, before we get into the actual awards that we have, let's go through some of the things that we're most excited for. In 2023, obviously, only so much has been announced, but there have been some big things. I know one in particular recently that you're very excited about. Yeah, you know, it's funny too. Uh, I, I just haven't seen a ton of buzz for a ton of stuff upcoming, and, and maybe I've just missed it. I haven't, you know, um, trying to. I'm still trying to fucking figure out how to get on Mastodon. That's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. There's another one uh, too. This Hive, I think, is the other one. I think I died. I don't even think Hive's a thing anymore. Oh my uh, god, get out! Well, just follow us on Instagram, everybody. More of you right. follow us there, anyways. But uh, but you know, you talked about Malar being your guy, and and I think I've discussed more Lemire books on the show than than I have anyone else. But Phantom mm. Road, which drops on March eighth, or it's supposed to drop on March 8th. This is uh, Jeff Lemire and Gabrielle Walters, the same team that did Sentient, um, which I talked about on this show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm looking forward to that. And then um, Banshees, uh, this this is supposed to drop uh, next week. Uh, this is uh, written by a friend of the show, David Duanch and Jessica um, Balboni with art by uh, Ricardo uh, Faccini. Um, so Duanch... You know, we're we're big fans of Jenny Zero, so this is one that I'm looking forward to. Such a fun interview, Dwanch and McKinney. Yeah, they're great. They're yeah. great. That's always a good time. And then uh, the Massiverse, the continuation of the Massiverse. Oh, um. So looking for, but before you go, I just want to mention, like, so going in, so last year, the books I was looking forward to, mm. um, was the Scorched, which has been excellent. A Radiant Red, which we enjoyed. Um, the Benjamin Percy, X-Lives, X-Deaths, a Wolverine. I think that was the biggest thing that we were looking forward to, or one of the biggest things we were looking forward to. Um, Batman Beyond the White Knight, which we both it's it's been good. It hasn't good. lived up to the you know the other the previous two volumes, but it's been good. Mm. And then saga, mm-hmm. right? And so I think I think we discovered something about saga in that when it comes out 
when we read it monthly, um, it loses a little bit of something versus when you just read the volumes, right? I because 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 uh, when you when you read Saga, like that's the thing we've been able to, you know, just fucking binge it, and then when you have to wait month to month, like the first arc when it's part of the next volume you know or whatever like when you read it all together and see it's just a chapter but we had to wait six months to read that chapter yeah so that that makes it a little tough not that it was bad Mm -hmm. but you know what i'm saying like six months to read a chapter um it loses a little bit of something but in its totality it's it's still one of the greatest comics ever written oh 100 it's still absolutely in in that that first arc i think if anybody binges it like we may go back and reread it before the second arc or this next arc comes out second arc post pause um i think we'll we'll look at it as like nah this this is as good as we remember it's just waiting for it month to month and it it is tough and it's but um but yeah saga was on my list as well as was the scorched x x lives and x deaths of wolverine the book of evil which has delivered can't wait to talk about that on the show still early but uh it's going to be you know there's only so much that's going to come out of that um and then um i don't think rogue son was was announced maybe it was and i missed it i'm not certain but uh rogue son was i I know once that was put on my radar i was like let's fucking go especially with ryan parrott because he's like when you talk about you know top four your 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 four writers if we're making our mount rushmore ryan parrott's in that conversation for me i love everything that he does Um, excellent but but um gambit was also on my list (laughs) yeah 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 it stinks man that That stinks disappointing but anyways uh for me for 2023 fall of x so that's coming this summer looks like it might be the end of the krakoa era so that that could be interesting interesting thank god i'm kind (laughs) of over krakoa i honest with you i think that that people are starting to feel that way i don't think you're in the the mind i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of sick of my x-men being fucking villains oh okay kind of tired of that i want my x-men to go fucking out there and fucking do x-men shit Okay. Not That's fucking good. geopolitical fucking no. I'm kind of done with X Men. I just like to get you know a good Gambit story again, but that's apparently asking too fucking much. Um, you know, Joe mentioned the Massiverse in general. Massiverse 2022, very excited. Infinite potential there. No one is uh, the newest title that has been announced from Massiverse. Kyle Higgins is co-writing that. There's actually going to be a scripted podcast to go along with this series. 10 issue series. I don't know if it's going to end there completely or if they're just testing it out and see how it goes, but that begins in March. Very excited there. Um, there's a couple of um, other image series that I was looking up that are coming out earlier in the year. Indigo children, almighty blood tree. Um, those start in February. Those last two start in February and the other one starts in March. And then from AWA. To yes. Yes. Black tape. Yes. Looks really interesting. The writer on that series too. Dan Panosian, who is the artist on Canary and then the writer on Alice Ever After, which I will talk about on the show at some point down the line. We're going to do Grimm and Alice Ever After in, the, in one fell swoop. Um, but I now, keep Joe, forgetting about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, just, I mean, when do we do mainline episodes? Let's, uh, I think it's time to get to our, our big time awards, the main awards for this year, Joe. Uh, and we're going to start things off. With the newly created, is that right? This is the newly created one, or is the yeah, other one? The newly, just yeah. an hour into the show, we're just getting to the awards now. The 2022 Saga Award for Best Ongoing Series. 
Yes. So this was something I think last year and the year before we just sort of did like, here are five favorite ongoing series that we've been reading. And I felt like best ongoing series needed its own award. And what better way to to honor that by talking about what we think is the most perfect ongoing series, you know, to date with Saga. So um, my the books that I, I had a couple of books in this spot. And going back and reflecting on on some things and, you know, again, talked about this earlier, like this, the last arc and the start of this new arc has been some of the best um, that this series has done um, since it started. So my 2022 winner for best ongoing series is Philadelphia. Is this book it fucking deserves it. It should have won. It could have won it last year and it could have won it the year before. That's that's how good you know, this book is, and I just, I couldn't put it on my runner's up list yet again. It's just, mm. it's just too damn good. The art's been too damn good. The story just, it's been, you know, kicked up to a fucking 20. Um, so that's my winner. Uh, the runner's up, uh, that Texas blood again, a book I just read recently, but it was that fucking good. And, and even Keith said like, yeah, I, he binged it and, and fucking loved it. Uh, something is killing the children. Um, and 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 Daredevil were two. Those are the other two books I was like, and Nightwing, right? Those were all mm. books where I, I had in this this spot, you know, you know, for for a period of time. Um, Detective Comics has been great. King Spawn uh, has been great. Gun Honey has been. Those are all like all books that that I've considered this for. But for me, it's it's Philadelphia. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think for me, that's probably number two. And and we talked about this a little bit because. There are uh, there's another category where you can kind of see things. You can have some more titles thrown in the mix, but we'll we'll kind of explain that a little bit more when we get to that award. Um, Philadelphia is probably my number two um, for this one, but King Spawn is among my honorable mention. Nightwing is among my honorable mention. Uh, I'm just gonna note once in the future, as much as that did come to an end, um, there was there were quite a few issues throughout the course of the year. Definitely an amazing series, great end. Um, but for me, as much as this one is not a monthly uh, comic book, we did get two volumes of this, so that is what six, you know, basically six issues, 150 pages for each collection, and that's reckless. At, you know, Brubaker and Sean Phillips are as good a creative team as there is in the industry right now, and um, there, there's shits. I mean, there's no better way to put it. There's shits absolutely fucking crack. It's, yeah, it's they're 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 as good a duo at what they do as anyone, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it's just it is. You're right. It, it's 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 fucking crack, baby. It's so fucking good. Now, speaking of once in future, um, because of the importance of that series for this show, whether you look at it as one of the first series that Joe talked about on this show, um, a series that I thought about reading and basically is like the, you know, the idea behind TLDR, I thought about reading, didn't do it, and then heard about it through Joe. Um, and then also we've had Kieran Gillen on the show twice, including to talk about the finale. We have named our award for best new series, the Once in Future Award. And Joe, who is your 2022 winner? So again, this is another one that I had... If you were to, if we were to have done this, if the year had ended uh, several months ago, Mm. uh, I would have gone grim, right? Because I love that book, and and I was like, this is this book is going to be, whether it's for best new series or or whatever. Like the the book was excellent. Uh, I also considered Rogue Son. 
written yep. by a friend of the show, Ryan Parrott. Okay. Um, Devil, the Devil's Reign, the, the 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 latest Daredevil run by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, Sacrament is what I had penciled in here. Sure. Um, thought about hit me, hit me was excellent, but I went with Vanish by Ryan Stegman and and Donny Cates. And even though we've only gotten four issues of it, the art, the story. I mean, we talk about high octane, like. Again, this is such this is just such a good series and it's excellent. I mean, everyone that we've recommended it to has absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, I think for me it would have been very hard not to not to recognize it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, I think that we're in a similar ball, ballpark of like if this had been rec- if this is we had set our cutoff date maybe a little bit earlier in the year then Vanish wouldn't, you know, Vanish would be ineligible because we've gotten only four issues of it, like you said. And then for me, it would have been Rogue Sun at that point. Rogue Sun right. has been absolutely outstanding, started very early in the year, um, but it was so good. King of Spies was also outstanding. Um, number three on my list, but I'm with you, Joe. It's Vanish. Yeah. It's, there's there's no two ways about it. We talk about like elite creative teams, Donnie Cates and Ryan Segman, they're, they're at, like, they, they're right on the same level as, as Brubaker and Phillips at this point. Yeah, and this I, I just took a look because my last year's winner was crossover. This is back to back years for Donny Cates. Yeah. Um, you know, snagging, it's... you know, snagging this award here. So I mean, we we love his writing and yeah. uh <sighs> we love the series and we love Stegman's art. We had him oh. on the show, he was he was great to talk to. We had a great time. And uh yeah, vanish fucking unanimous, yeah. baby. So good. Actually, speaking of Stegman, he's working on another series for Image Comics. We talk about things he's excited to be, to be excited about in 2023, where he's actually writing that series. So uh I'm looking forward to that one. And then some other nominees that I had to Punisher was mm, awesome. Yes, hit hit me as you mentioned, Sacrament Above Snakes by yes. friend of the show, Above Sean Snakes. Lewis. Yeah, uh, and then Public Domain by yes. Chip Zdarsky as well too. Another one that um I think we only got 3 issues of that one, but obviously Chip's writing and drawing that one. So these No, we got more than I think we got Was it 4? I think so, yeah. I mean 3 would have made him eligible, but still it's like he's, yeah. he's I know I mean he that to write and draw is just I can't say enough how difficult that is. Um but anyways, let's move on to uh, our next category, the Hawkeye Award for most underrated surprising book of 2022 again so this is another one where i would have had you know grim you know was that was a possibility for this Ugh. uh for this one last year's winner Tough. was nightwing right and there's i say that because there's a huge dichotomy between last year's winner and, and this year's winner um so my runners up before i announced the the big one was grim uh deadliest bouquet which just wrapped up um there's mm. something wrong with patrick todd i mean that book just for me came out of nowhere um as uh, did i hate this place like mm-hmm. both those books are sort of really kind of gritty and excellent but for me the winner i mean you want to talk about surprise i shit on the title of this book all the time but yeah. it's such a good fucking series and that's do a power bomb mm-hmm. right and so like you want to talk about underrated surprising book like that title alone made me not want to read the book like, do a power bomb this sounds lame uh like you kidding me and then you read it and it is so much more there's the it's it's just again it's a, a wrestling book right yeah. but you know the right as i talked about oh, crimson crimson cage like john lee's and alex cormack like they understand wrestling they get it like there's little nuances to it so that when you're 
you know, if you're a fan of wrestling and you read the books, you appreciate them, you enjoy them. And this was a father daughter book. This was a book about loss. This was a book about trying to, you know, get something back. It was a book about vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a book about hate. Like it, it was, it was such a good book. Like I, I, I never would have seen this coming in a million years. Uh, so this, to me, this is the epitome um, of the most underrated, surprising book of 2022. That's awesome. Yeah, and I can't wait for you to uh, talk about it in more detail on the show, um, you know, in 2025. Um, <laughs> but uh, for me, honorable mentions, King of Spies, I think, look, I, I know it's Malar, but, like, that's one where, like, we weren't getting the review copies, and like, I just feel like that was just an under-the-radar kind of book in some ways with how, like – awesome it actually was i don't know how it did in terms of sales um but then ghostwriter you know we talked to benjamin percy about it and it's just ghostwriter is a character who like you're only going to get so many arcs on that more than likely he's a cool character but he doesn't have like this huge ass fan base we've talked about a ton on this show um but again like just i feel like ghostwriter in general flies under the radar i know you mentioned i hate this place awesome awesome fun stuff the roadie from dark horse comics really enjoying that we'll talk about it on the show Black Mass Rising from TKO Studios. Mm. Like vampire fans, like fucking read this. Like if you <laughs> if you care about Dracula at all, read this. Like it's I, I was blown away by this. It was so good. And the art was not at all what you think about when you think of comic book art, but it fits the story so perfectly. Absolutely loved it. Um, my winner though for this year, this book did start in December 2021, but in general, that's not going to be eligible for us because September is our cutoff, so it makes it eligible for this year. And that's a Blaze Studios Animal Castle, mm. so good. I mean, I, there's there's a few quite a few books where like month to month, but like I, I when the fuck's coming out, when's it coming out? Like I, I need to know when it is. Like I, I you know go to my local comic shop, you know, especially when we're not getting review copies from certain companies. Like what, you know, what week is it? It's not, no, it's not this week, and um animal castle was that book and it was just completely out of nowhere for me I had no clue i saw the first cover i think i and i asked my guy back when i was still in massachusetts i asked my guy at um the time capsule and uh gave me a little bit on it and i said like, all right i'll give it a look and wow so good absolutely love it so yeah um yeah yeah, I can't wait to read this. That that's fantastic. I you know, this is I think this might be my favorite category out of all, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, because that's what I love is you just grab something, whether it's a recommendation or you just sort of grab it on a whim and you go, fuck, mm-hmm. that was awesome. And, and that's why we do the show, and I think that's why we love comics. Speaking of that, on Friday, I gotta remember to uh I'll I'll give you all the uh, the copies that I have. Oh yeah. my man! I got them my, all. Hand- my man! I got them all handy right now because Lauren just bred through or you know, crushed through that series in like a day. Love so love um, that baby. All right, let's move on to our individual awards, our creator awards, uh, and we start things off with uh, an award that we created for last year, the 2022 Best Cover Artist of the Year. Yeah, so for me, last year's winner was a friend of the show, Sheldon Buchert. Um, mm. He's 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 done some excellent excellent covers. He's been doing a lot of uh, commission stuff. He's been at a lot of cons. You know, it, you got to check out his uh, studio shadowpuppets.com because his his prints and the stuff that he's been doing lately has been absolutely excellent. Mm-hmm. And I mean, his radiant uh, black is you know is up here in in Bag End and. I, I just love his stuff. And so, yeah. you know, we, we had to create that work because we love cover art so much. 
And so for me, when thinking about it, again, this was another year for fucking awesome covers. Mm. Like I bought books just for the covers. I didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, and so like my, for you and I now, especially because we get review copies, the covers are so important because like yeah. we're able to read these stories already, and we do want to support the creators. But like, if you go and give me a kick-ass cover, like I ain't gonna think twice about it. Yeah, especially lately with all the Spawn covers you oh. know, coming across. But for me, this year's winner is Ryan Stegman. Mm. Um, I mean, his Daredevil, you know, print is again signed, hanging up here in Bag End. Um, but his covers for the vanish have been some of the best. Like, that's oh. a book that's had like a thousand covers each issue, which is mm-hmm. great because they, they all kick ass. But his he's had some of the best ones. They've been awesome. And I even yeah. think he did a spawn one right for vanish four, uh, which happy. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, Nicholas. I don't know when that's going to be arriving on your doorstep, but thank um, you uh for me like you know he's we've been doing cover art and interior art for a very long time and and i just thought like there was a when i do the instagram post too that's you know going back and looking looking at those his his name pops up a lot man Mm -hmm. so uh, it was a no-brainer for me yeah 100 percent um uh i'll just say this Uh, i'm not giving him that this award it's because i'm giving him a different award so uh-huh. we will leave it at leave it at that for now. Um, but he is when you talk about best cover artists of the year. I mean, of course, Ryan Stegman's in that conversation, if not leading that conversation. Marco Cicchetto, I mean, the freaking yes. Daredevil covers. Oh, so I mean, I was looking at the, the issue six on the, the last one, and the, it's it's Electra in the Daredevil outfit, and it's or, or Daredevil Electra, however you want to put it. So freaking cool, man. Um, yeah. Javier Fernandez, all of his stuff on King Spawn. Oh, it's it's. He's it's been bad. a breakout artist for me, man. He is, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's something come up later in the conversation. Um, but I gotta go with Kevin Keane, who I know I've said that we, it's a guy who we've talked to um separately outside of the show. Someone who we may need to get on the show, you know, obviously big across the pond. Um, and getting in those creators on, and he's done a lot of Spawn stuff this year. It's been a bit pretty big breakout year for him. Um, whether it's been Gunslinger stuff or uh, the Scorch stuff. Really enjoy all his coverage. Every time I see it, it's like, I, I got to pick this up. So I really like his style. So for me, he's got to get uh, best cover artist of the year because he's, you know, coming bursting on the scene. And yeah. also my, my winner from last year was also a friend of the show, John Boy Myers. Uh, yes. Uh, again. Yeah. His, his shit's been getting better and better too. Yeah. Right. He's doing a lot of different stuff that he's doing like for the Marvel, like one of the mobile games, like the card game that they have. He's been doing a lot of stuff. Oh, right shit. There. Oh, I'm going to go check that out. Yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. That's dope. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love John Boy. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome. All right. Now we get to, I think we're in our big three now, where we get to uh, the 2022 Stan Lee Award for Best Writer of the Year. Yeah. So, man, last year's winner for me was Tom Taylor, right? And I could have easily given it to him again. But um, this one's not going to surprise anyone. But um, my runner's up. I had Rodney Barnes, you know, Philadelphia, you know, Donnie Cates, you know, Vanish, mm. Hulk, you know, all the stuff that he's been doing. Sean Lewis, yeah. King Spawn, The Scorch, Above Snakes. Like, these are all very worthy writers. But for me, it's Chip. It's it's my <laughs> Chip. Chip Zdarsky, baby. My uh, Chip. My Chip. Uh, Daredevil, Devil's Reign. Uh, he's writing Mainline Batman. Batman the Night, which I absolutely love. Public yeah. Domain, The All-Nighter, which he does uh, for Comicsology. I mean, I just I just love his writing so much. And mm-hmm. I think this is the first time I've given him the award. Um, yeah, 
Like and so it's it's a it's a little it's a little overdue, but I his his character writing is so is so good, and he he you know his humor is so good too. Like public mm-hmm. domain, you know he he injects you know a lot of a lot of his humor in there. Uh, you know Daredevil and Batman, they're more serious characters. Is a little bit less there, but his understanding of those characters is is top notch. And so, uh, you know, for me, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's my chip. I think that last year you and I were in agreement on Tom Taylor, and I think yeah. that, and, and then I also wanted to mention that Cullen Bunn and Sean Lewis both friends. Yes, so absolutely kicked ass last year. And Sean yeah. Lewis is on my honorable mention this year, as is Tom Taylor and Rodney. Ryan Parrott, absolutely in that conversation because what he's done with Rogue Son, and obviously he's getting a little start at the end. Well, he's actually did some mighty work from Power Rangers still earlier in the year. Um, and then Donnie Cates, Ed Brubaker, of course, with the Reckless series has been awesome. But I mean, there's no two ways about it, Joe. Sip Sadarsky, I'm, I'm with you. He's, he's got to be best writer of the year. Um, you, you rattle off all the titles that he's doing. I mean, just seeing him do Daredevil and Batman alone, those are. I would say, you know, I think, no, I'm not, not, I would say most people would say Daredevil is one of the best written characters consistently over the years. He, and Chip Zdarsky has absolutely dominated that title to the point where it's helped him get Batman, which again, talking about most important titles in the industry. I mean, there you go. Um, and then, to, then I, now I haven't read any of the all nighter cause I, you're going to talk about that on the show at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but public domain yeah. has been, Oh has been so much fun and for people who love the comic book industry and people who like comic book movies a lot too it's definitely something that you got to give a look as much as um it wasn't in the conversation it wasn't the winner for the best new series of the year it's in the conversation no doubt about it he writes um, and draws it right yeah exactly so there's that too yeah yeah awesome yeah that's yeah it's it's, it's got to be chip right it's, yeah it has it's, to be it's our chip now he's uh, our, our chip He's our chip. Um, uh, let's move over to 2022 Jack Kirby Award for Best Artist of the Year. Yeah. So again, no shortage of great artists. Uh, last oh. year's winner for me was uh, Werther uh, Deladera. Uh, I always pronounce Deladera. Yeah. Yeah. You got. You both had it right. What are you talking about? I feel like I haven't been saying it right. I got oh. my own head there. Uh, I just, I just, I just love their work so much. His work, you know, on, on something's killing the children. It's for me, it's, it's, it's perfection. Um, some of my runners up were, uh, Jason Son Alexander, um, Dan Mora, uh, Francisco Francovilla. Love mm, his style, oh, yeah. uh, you know, especially for the horror genre. It's excellent. Uh, Ryan Stegman, you know, who I had for, for best cover artist, but for me, I think one of the artists now who is um, he's 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 on that next level, you know, is Javier Fernandez. Yeah, it's been excellent. Yeah. And and when we when we had Sean on to talk about King Spawn, he would talk about his Javi pages, you know, fuck. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. Yep. Can that guy, you know, draw. And again, there's a there's a viciousness viciousness to it when there needs to be. Right. And it's it's done at the right moments. And again, I feel like as well as Sean has understood the character of spawn from a writing standpoint, I think, you know, uh, Fernandez uh, has just as good a grip on the character from an artistic standpoint. And he's, he's just nailed it. I mean, spawn is like, say whatever you want about the character or how, whatever, but 
he is a blend of action and horror. And I, you know, I would say like when you just look at his appearance, he's the perfect blend of action and horror. I mean, that's why McFarlane's been able to do so much with the character over the years and then create all these other different spawns. I think that that is what Javier Fernandez is like, what his greatest strength is, is he is the perfect blend of action and horror. That is why mm. he fits, you know, spawn so well. And he is in, you know, Sean has been doing, I can't say it enough. Like Sean has been doing an outstanding job, job of spawn. He has from a writing standpoint, taken that character to a whole new level. Um, and Javier Fernandez has done the same exact thing on, yeah. from an point too there have been some great look there i mean when you look across the board at the people who've drawn uh king spawn over the years i mean that's i mean or spawn in general sorry that over the years has been a lot of awesome you know people i know greg capullo is like the definitive spawn artist and i'm not going to argue that but javier fernandez is it, where this character how he's developed and where he is now there's no one else I want, i'd rather see him see drawn spawn than javier fernandez yeah and it's, it's fantastic even, even brett booth has done a killer job on gunslinger oh, spawn, right oh yeah well, there's so, no one else i want to see drawn you know gunslinger spawn than brett booth right so it's been a great year for spawn so that that's my winner for uh for artist of the year and i'm with you on speaking of brett booth too i mean he like anytime that man draws a cover too mm. he's he's like I'm, I'm interested in that as well um so he's definitely in the, among my honorable mention for for artist of the year gunslinger spawn i mean that's uh, the story like for the gunslinger spawn has been solid i mean like it's not like anything it's gotten it's gotten the last few issues have been pretty good it's yes it's better it has gone it is things have been ratcheted up a bit specifically the second to last issue mm. was fucking nuts at the ending but the best part is is the art by far. And I think that's generally the case with spawn books, but man, I, I love Brett Booth's style. Um, Javier Fernandez is among my honorable mention as is Dan Mora, because I just don't think like, as long as Dan Mora is drawing shit, he's going to be in this yeah. conversation every fucking year. Yeah. And some of these other artists are too. Abel, again, when we talk about like new people on the scene, Abel, I don't know what else he had done. I know he's doing some stuff for DC now, um, but his work on Rogue Sun is just as important as Ryan Parrott's, um, Writing has been to me in that series as much as Ryan is the reason that I go and read the series first. Um, but in the end, I said I'm giving Ryan Stegman a different award. He gets best artist for me of the year. I mean, the stuff that he does on Vanish is so fucking cool. And just in general, his art style is so much fun. And it's like there's there's like getting the chance to talk to him too was great and hearing about his influences too it makes perfect sense because he has like this this badass but also like this like the, the cartoony vibe to what he does and it's 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 perfect it's perfect like when you think about like the ideal comic book style and then you look back at like the 90s and like where it's like where it's like todd or jim lee and they have their own or mark silvestri and they have their their distinct styles but you know they, like they are still like this is what you think of when you think of comic book art from that era i think when you look at this era i think it's like i think it's dan moore and i think it's ryan stegman right now greg capullo because he's kind of he's kind of in the middle but stegman is becoming that guy more and more for me um and i and i absolutely love his stuff so this this to me among the decisions that we had to make here this was one of the easier ones for sure maybe the only other one that might have been easier was the next category we have which joe um, unless you want to add anything on Stegman, uh, can I go to the next, the last category? Yeah, let's let's do it, baby. Uh, 2022 MVP, most valuable publisher uh, for 2022. Joe, 
Who's your pick? Well, so last year's winner was Image Comics, and I feel like we could do Image Comics every year. I mean, take a look at the beginning of the show when I broke down how many books I've read. I mean, I doubled the amount of, you know, I read more Image Comics, you know, than anyone else by a, by a large margin. But for me, I went with AWA Studios. Hmm. Um, and again, you know, I think what I love about them is that it's not, quantity but it's quality like i think i I mentioned i think i've read just about every book they've put out this year you know i've read like 90 percent of the stuff they put out this year um and that that says something they put a book out i'm gonna fucking read it i'm gonna give it a chance it's the same thing with boom right we came up initially with the boom rule and that was before awa studios you know was still in the process of being created right Mm -hmm. So you taking a look at the year that was from AWA when we had Crimson Cage, we had the fourth man. I forgot about that book. That yeah. book was fucking excellent. Yeah. Uh hit me. You know, Sacrament, Absolution, New Think, Year Zero, Volume Zero, Devil's Highway, which that's one of the lone things I haven't read because I I need to, you know, go back and read the first. But one. I love that series. Right. Uh the Joneses, Erratic Volume Two, right? They just put out this massive you know, omnibus, you know, uh, of the resistance universe to, you know, try and, and, and introduce people, you know, you know, to it and, and to their studios. So like every book that I just mentioned is fucking fantastic in a book mm-hmm. I would recommend to anybody mm-hmm. period. They're, yep. they're so fucking good. So, you know, how could I look at that and say, well, you know, yeah, I, there was more, th- there, there might've been more things from image that I liked, but that's because they put out four times as much, Right. Yep. And I think the quality of books that AWA puts out is on par yep. with Image, with DC, with Marvel. They're they're right up there. It's so fucking good. So like for me, it was it was this this and you know uh, artists were the like the the first two no brainer picks I had for mm. awards this year. I think it's that's a fair pick. I, I I they're they're my number two, and I think Boom probably comes in at number three for me this year. Um, but you say image could literally win it every year. And for me right now, they're still winning it. They won it last year. They win it again for me this year because shape shape. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But rogue son was my favorite comic of the year until vanish came into the mix. And in somewhere in the middle of that, I got King of spies. Those are the three new books that popped up in 2020 that I'm like, read them. Everybody fucking read them they're that good and then we got public domain and above snakes two awesome series that we loved month to month and public domain is still going on we'd like above snakes so we'd love to see more in that universe and then nita hawes i mean like nita right. hawes was technically up for some could have been up for some awards this year because mm-hmm. it came out at the end of 2021 um but man another like yeah. awesome series Philadelphia. i mean like we, it, it got an award already. All that stuff, and then all the spawn stuff. Like I know we don't talk about the spawn title right now. The, you know, it's in the three hundreds. But like King Spawn, must read. The Gunslinger Scorched. Spawn, Gunslinger. absolutely kicked ass. The Scorched, awesome. Like the- that Texas Blood. I mean, yeah. It, the list goes on, but you know, I, I, I just, agree. With I, you. I just, you know, I just like, I don't know. AWA, like, man, they just. They don't put out nearly as much, but they fucking kill it every time. And I couldn't ignore that. I don't blame that. I don't blame no. you. Like, it's it, cool because when you look at pound for pound, or if you look at, like, I'll tell you what, if you looked at it from like a batting average standpoint, 
then I don't, I think that it's clear. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, image puts out more volume. The thing is for me, that image is slugging percentage, like for what's like what the home runs, like AWA yeah. puts out a lot of, a lot of great stuff. There's but that's no the thing too. Image has been doing it for 30 years too, right? Oh, yep. Absolutely. So they're, they're a fucking machine. AWA is just getting started. So yeah, that's, that's a, it's a, that's a wonderful thing, you know, for the industry, especially in the light of recent events with some you know, yeah. publisher who will not be named, uh, right. you know, uh, you know, unfortunate things have happened there, but yeah. And then um, Boom has been great too. I mean, and yeah. Vault is is doing more stuff too. I mean, Vault's, like yeah, Vault's doing, cranking. So the yeah. indie and then Dark Horse obviously always there too. Like there's a, the indie scene. There's a lot of awesome stuff. I mean, Titan has has two titles that we talked about. Um, a Blaze has had some interesting stuff. I only want to talk about Animal Castle, but there's been some other cool stuff there. So if you like in, independent comics, I'll tell you what. If you like good, if you know people who like good stories and they're always complaining, like why can't I get good stories? Whether it's in you know. Uh, pros, or if you maybe thinking about shows or movies, and like I just there's nothing good out. Why don't you introduce them to independent comics? I think that you'd be a really good friend if you did that. I know there's a stigma still for some reason, but I think it's starting to get knocked down a little bit. If there's one thing that Marvel and DC have done over the years for the comic book industry, I think it's that through their movies. Um, introduce them to some of this stuff. Introduce them to this show. I think we'll we'll be able to help them out a little bit. And you know, if you're a reader, you can probably help them out too because there's no shortage of awesome stuff because people like to put comics in a genre. It's not, it's just, it's a different medium and there's a ton of fucking stories. And if you just tell them to read AWA and image, they're going to be happy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, Nicholas. (sighs) Yeah. Shit. Wow. Woo. Hey, it's an Uh, annual. Annuals are always longer, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's award season, baby. So, You know, like I said, to, to kick things off, this was a great year for books. You know, as always, it's a, it's an absolute joy uh, to do this with you, Nicholas. Yeah. And um, I, I can't wait to see what 2023 has, you know, in terms of both books and Fireside Chats. And uh, fuck, I wonder what I wonder what books we'll be we're discussing this time, you know, next year. It's going to be fucking yeah. wild. I, I cannot wait for, for, for that conversation, but I don't want to rush anything because I'm excited. I'm, I'm with you. This is uh, one of the best moments of my week, getting to talk to you about comics um, and getting in. And it's in, you know, I love reading the comics themselves, but I also love talking about them with you. So it's, it, I, I, you know, I think it was, this has been a great year. Let's go fucking dominate next year to our loyal listeners. Thank you for helping us do this week to week because we, mm-hmm. you know, as much as Joe and I like to talk comics to, with each other in general, we wouldn't do a show if you guys weren't here. Cause we could just text each other about it or hang out and whatever. Um, but absolutely appreciate it. Again, tell a fr- fellow comic book reader, let them know about this stuff for people who are looking to get into comics. We are here for you all. We give you everything that I think a comic book reader could read. We could need, right? I hope so. I hope so. That's the point, Nicholas. That's the point, point, baby. Uh, So until next year, Joe, stay sexy. You fucking know it. (laughs) I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're done.